Hey there, Strong Mom. Welcome to the Mom's New Strong Show, a show that inspires, educates, and motivates you to ditch the weight loss and fitness drama and create a fit and healthy lifestyle that you love, all centered around down-to-earth and practical solutions that will leave you feeling inspired and ready to take action. I'm your host, Jessica May, fitness and nutrition coach, hot mess mama too, a recovering perfectionist, and a lover of all things sprinkles and Mexican food. I'm also a woman on a mission to help you strengthen your body and mind so that you can be the best version of yourself. Ready to unleash your inner and outer strong mom? Let's get started. Hey, Strong Mom, welcome back to another episode. I haven't released a podcast episode for the past couple of weeks, so it feels good to be back. And I am bringing it back with a topic that I feel like has been something that just keeps coming up. That's really where I got a lot of the inspirations for my podcast is talking to other women, also going through my own journey, still on this whole fitness thing. And, you know, I do, even though I might be a little silent here and there, sometimes on social media, I have to take breaks for my own mental health. Um, I am always around women because I teach at a gym, I teach classes, I do personal training, I do nutrition consults. So I'm always being active and I'm always being around other women. So um, there's something lately that I have been thinking about and I've been wanting to talk about it, but I wasn't sure how to go about it. And I think I figured out, (laughs) I kind of sat down, really thought it through, And it's the struggles of being fit or being a fit mom or I'm not sure exactly what I'm going to call this episode if I'm going to call it confessions of a fit mom or struggles of a fit mom. And you might be listening to this and you're thinking, oh, really? Like you have struggles, you're fit. Come on. And I think for one, if you might be thinking that because you're just started out on this journey, just uh, want you to come with an open mind that as you go along this journey, that there is going to be certain struggles that come up. So I think that there is comfort in knowing like there that you're not the only one to, right? So wherever you are on your fitness journey, I bet there is something that you're going to be able to relate to as of today. And even if you're somebody that is like me that has been doing this for a long time, um, and re- and you start to realize that no matter where you are, like no matter how far along you get, there's always going to be that next level struggle. I mean, all really struggles or challenges, all it means is that you're about to up level. It's like, you know, that comes into your life and you have this struggle and it's, and it's just proof that you are stepping out of your comfort zone and that you are about to up level into growth. And you cannot do that. You cannot take things to the next level or go to that next level unless you step out of your comfort zone. And when we do that, there is that chance that you're going to have a struggle or you're going to have a setback because you are not in a comfort zone, right? And so many times women, or I've even had this in my happen to myself, is we cut 
cut ourselves short or we think that there's something wrong because we have a setback and that's the story that we tell ourselves. And so then we give up and and we give up right before the moment that we're actually going to up level. We're actually going to get up and get on that mountain, right? So think of it like you're, you're going up this long mountain and you're just like, oh my gosh, like this is taking forever. I don't know. And, and then um, if you were to stop when you were just about to reach the top, right? And you're about to up level and all that work you just put in, it's just, it's just worthless at that point and pointless, right? So I want to share with you four things that are struggles that sometimes happen along this journey. And some of them are things you might not really think about that are, would be a problem, but they are. And so I wanted to share these with you. The first one is the struggle of finding balance. I think this is something as a mom especially is really hard is trying to find the balance of everything in life, right? Finding the balance between being a good mom and a good wife and your career and your health, um, maybe other life goals that you have and trying to find this balance of balancing everything out. The next thing we're going to talk about is dealing with body change, even when it's a positive body change, right? Even though we're starting to see the results we want and we're gaining muscle, like that is can be a mindset shift too that we have to go through is is that body change even though it's what we wanted so I'm going to talk about that too um, next is not letting society and other people influence your goals, you know, just because others don't understand what you're doing and how it can be a struggle and it can be hard when you're trying to do something that's against the grain that especially if people in your family or those that are close to you just don't quite see the reasoning behind your goal. Um, and then the next the last thing I want to talk about, which is something that I'm personally struggling with, is conflicting fitness goals. Um, sometimes that can happen when we become multi-passionate as um, in fitness and we want to focus on this and that. And, you know, I wanted to talk more about that because the, the truth is if you want to get like really good at something, you need to focus on that, right? But sometimes it's hard because we want to focus and dabble in different things and then it kind of contradicts. And then that can kind of like, be hard to work through too. Um, and so I wanted to share how I'm kind of working through that. And mine is really balancing out performance and aesthetics <laughs> goals. Uh, so let's go back and let's talk about the first thing, the struggle of finding balance. So when you first start this journey in fitness, um, it can be hard to find balance in the sense of trying to balance your work life, your family life, and fit in fitness, right? So that kind of seems to be the hard balance is trying to figure out how to balance all those things. But what I have noticed is as you get along in your fitness journey, then it becomes hard to kind of find the balance of not being obsessive about your fitness and finding time for those other things. And when I say balance, I mean that lightly because not balance in the true sense of being equally balanced between everything, but because I don't think there's really true balance. Like that's impossible. There's only so much time in the day. Um, you can only put your focus in so much at once. And so the way that I see life is more like seasons, like seasons of life. Like right now, um, you know, for example, if something was to happen with my health, then I would be in a season of 
working on my health, right? Like it's our seasons can change. Like or something happened with um, going on with one of my children or a family member or something like that, then I would be in a season of focusing on them, right? And some other things in my life would have to take a back burner a little bit until things get that area of my life gets more under control and then I can balance things back out. But it's impossible. We cannot put that strain on ourselves to think that we're going to be 100% at everything all the time. This is not the way it works. And it's okay. And so to start seeing life as seasons. So that can be really hard to find what is the right balance for you. And I think it's tricky because it's changing because we're in different seasons, right? So it's finding that balance. And for me, you know, sometimes I do struggle to find that balance between not being obsessive about fitness because it's not only um, something that makes me look good, right? Like it's it's it all, fitness always started out, and the main part is is my mental health because it helped me to overcome depression and keep me from not having to take prescriptions and things like that. So. Um, fitness means a lot to me, but I can get obsessive about it. (laughs) I can, in the point where it's like, I don't want to miss, like, it's really hard for me to miss a workout because of, I see it as my therapy. So it's like, it's like I'm missing a therapy session, you know? Um, but sometimes things can come up in life where it's like, it's okay. Like you maybe, you know, something comes up with the family or, or sometimes I just need to take a day off for my health. Like that's something that I've had to learn to work through and balance is my health with my fitness and making health a priority as well, which is not always hard for me, but it's something that I feel like I've kind of let off on the side for a while and so that's something lately that I've been trying to get and pick back up is is really looking at things from a health point of view and something that's really helped me so if you're somebody that's like type a that struggles with like calming down and and focusing on on um, like health things like the basics like getting more sleep doing de-stress things um you know really that kind of stuff uh getting a whoop um or something uh, that can measure your recovery has been very helpful for me. So Whoop is just a band, and it's like a, a membership that you pay every month that you can use the watch uh, or use the band, and it'll track all your recovery and your workouts and things like that, and it scores it. Scores it. And it looks at your sleep. Um, So it's been very helpful for me because I can see my recovery. Like, it has all the metrics there. So if I am, I had a shitty recovery, right? And then the next day I had planned to do a hard workout. Well, maybe I need to back off and maybe I just don't need to work out that day. And that's some kind, that kind of balance is what I've been learning it, but it's been helping me um, because it's kind of showing me the proof of like, okay, you do need to take a break. You do need to like take a step back. And by doing that, what I have noticed is learning to take a step back and having more balance and not be so extreme when it comes to my fitness is that when I do have better recovery, then I have better workouts, right? And then, um, of course, recovery is going to play into my performance and play into my muscle gains and things like that. That's like really important as well. And so that's really helped me to find that balance. But everybody, you have to figure out that balance for yourself. And you got to ask yourself, what season of life am I in my am I in right now and what needs to be our priority and then not beat yourself up when you make that decision of what is going to be a priority right now in your life that there's other things that are going to fall 
away a little bit because that's just the way it works because you just can't do everything at once, right? So that's the first thing I think is something that's always a struggle when it's on this journey. I think this is just a struggle in life in general to find that balance, but I think we need to learn to give ourselves the grace and realize that, you know, true balance is a bunch of bullshit. Like there's, if you think that there's a woman that is, has all her shit together in the sense of like her fitness, her health, her career, her, her uh, relationships with others, her uh, spirituality, her with her family, like have all these things down 100%, like that's impossible. <laughs> that just doesn't work. Um, but we do, we can learn, strive to find a balance that works for us. The next thing I want to talk about is dealing with body change. This is something I wanted to talk about because it is something that I personally struggle with sometimes. And then um, there's a woman that I work, uh, that I work with where I do like her programming and her nutrition. And um, she has been getting like really great results this year. She's finally like dialed in the macros and to like list like, okay, got to eat more food, you know, and finally that with her consistent strength training, she's seen really good results. So she's getting she's getting muscle. And so she went up a jean size. And it was really hard for her mentally at first to kind of deal with that. And I know how that feels, especially, for example, say if you are somebody that's always been the same size, which I pretty much have been most of my life the same size, unless I, um, and there's this one time in high school I gained some weight <laughs> and I, I ended up losing it. And then also with my kids, I always gained like 35 pounds or had 35 pounds to lose with both my pregnancies. But for the majority of the time, I've been the same size in clothes. So for me, even me I've had that struggle too when you go up a size in clothes and we have put our identity into that size right I've always been this size and that can be challenging dealing with body issues a body image those body image issues um, even though you're getting the results that you want and it's really hard that you're battling yourself and I'll be completely honest guys like I love my body I love like I actually would love to be bigger like I wish I had more muscle that's always like the the goal right is I want to get more muscle um, but there are times when I go and maybe I try on clothes especially like girly like clothes um, where I feel like I look too big you know and then I'm like oh then I start thinking like oh maybe I am too big like so there are times I think it's just normal as a woman that you're gonna have those days where you go back and forth and trying in in uh, about how you feel about your body and I think some of that has to do with a society influence and other people or what you have been maybe told as a young girl, like what a woman should look like. Um, you know, I kind of gone and passed a lot of that bullshit when I got my implants out because I had to be now I'm like to a double A, like, you know, pretty much completely flat. And it's just like, well, you know what? Screw what society thinks like I'm I it learned me to appreciate and love my body and look at my body more of like what it's capable of versus always like like what it looks like because I'm gonna be honest with you guys like even the fittest people have flaws like there's something on your body like some things are just genetic like cellulite like I'm fit but I still have some cellulite I have you know veins and spider veins and stuff especially from pregnancies I used to hate my legs this is they're so white they had all these veins and then I had cellulite even though I was thin um you know, and so you're always going to have these these little things about yourself that are something that is flawed because you're not perfect. <laughs> if you were perfect, you wouldn't be here. Right. Um, and you're perfect in your own way. But, you know, um, 
but the, the whole point is uh, about dealing with like, like looking at your body and the whole body image thing uh, is you just got to own it. You just got to wherever you're at in your journey, you just got to own it. Like if you want to wear those damn booty shorts to the gym and you feel like you're like you should not feel like you're not fit enough to do that um, and, or not be waiting until you have the perfect legs because you're never going to have the perfect legs. There's always going to be something about it that you're going to nitpick, you're going to find, and that's just what we do to ourselves. So let's start focusing on the things that we do like and realizing that as you your body is transforming, even though that it's transforming in a positive way, any kind of change can be hard to deal with um, because it's changed, right? It's something different. It's the unknown. And that is really also kind of going to tie into what we're going to talk about next. And I don't think it's easy when you become fit or you gain more muscle because clothes aren't made for fit people. (laughs) Like, um, I can't wear flannel shirts anymore because they just, I'm too broad for them now. My arms are too big for them. Um, you know, when it comes to jeans, I get so annoyed wearing, having to go buy jeans. Like I have to buy the ones that are stretchy because if I don't like the waist, so I have to buy jeans where the waist fits. And if it wasn't stretchy, then the hips and the butt and the thighs and all that, cause I have muscle, you know, in my thighs and all that, it wouldn't fit. So it's like, it's, it sucks having to go buy jeans. Like if they're either too big in the waist or too small in the legs or too big in the, like, it's just, you know, it's a, it's, it's kind of frustrating, you know? So when you go and you're shopping for things, sometimes even though you're like, I love my body and I'm fit, it's just like, but I don't fit in everything. And so that's kind of the, the misconception that you think like, oh, I'm going to get, I'm going to get toned. I'm going to get buff. I'm going to look good. I'm going to look athletic and everything's just going to look great on me. And it's like, well, no, because uh, most clothes aren't made for that kind of body type. Um, but you just, you just roll with it. You find things that you do like, um, I'm a, you know, mostly a Vans and jeans and t-shirt kind of girl anyway. So it's not a big deal, but, um, you know, you just learn to to accept those things about yourself, but realizing that as you go through those changes, it's going to kind of mess with you a little mentally, even though you are seeing the changes that you ultimately wanted. And then that kind of ties into the next thing I want to talk about, which is not letting society and other people influence your goals. Um, this is hard. This is hard, especially when you have somebody that is close to you that doesn't understand why you're doing things. And I've seen this on uh, both spectrums of women I've coached. I've seen this with women that are overweight and they want to lose weight. And it's hard for their significant other as they're losing weight. It makes them get insecure and make them start questioning their relationship. And they can things can get kind of rough because, oh, well, my wife's starting to look really good. Like, why is she doing this? Is it because she wants to leave me? Like, you know, there's there's a lot of things and, um, you know, not always the people that are, are our loved ones understand everything. And then I've also seen the other where um you know, somebody is a thinner woman and she wants to like gain muscle and nobody understands. They're like, well, you look great. You're thin. Like, why are you doing this? Like, why are you exercising? You don't need to eat exercise. You don't need to eat healthy. And it's almost like that skinny shaming thing. Um, so it can go both ways. And really understanding that bottom line is you're not going to be everybody's cup of tea. You can't please everybody. I've learned that in this lifetime, though it's very hard as a, peop- <laughs> as a recovered people pleaser. But 
realizing if you're always chasing everybody else's approval of what you're doing, even though in your heart, you know, like this is what I need to do, you're never going to be happy. Like it's not going to make you happy to make somebody else happy. That's not their job. It's not, you know, your job is to make you happy. And worrying about it, what everybody else is worried about or thinking about is not going to be in alignment with making you happy, right? And realizing that a lot of the times when we are trying to change, our loved ones don't always like that or people around us because it means it's scary. Change is scary. Like, what does that mean for our relationship if you're changing, right? And and so us, as we are changing, um, one of the things I've learned is just to reassure people, like, still me, still me, why I'm doing this, you know, and, and really stating to them why this matters to you and um, that it's more than just how you're looking, but it's like, it because re- it really is, it goes deeper than that. It's like really to the root of it. It's like, how do, how do I want to feel as a person? And, and I want to have that confidence and I will feel good about myself. And it's not just about how I look, it's about how I feel about myself myself and how I show up and how I take care of me. And, you know, sometimes you can explain that to people around you. They're not always going to get it. And that's okay, because they're on their journey. And so they got to honor their journey, you got to honor their journey, even though they don't honor your journey, but you still got to honor your own journey. And realizing that sometimes when we start to better ourselves, but the people around us aren't bettering ourselves, it can be very triggering for them because we are just a reflection of what they know deep down and what they really want to do. And it can stir things up within them. And what they do is they reflect those emotions back onto us in a negative way. And it feels like they're attacking us. And it feels like it's about us when really it's not about us at all. It's not. It's all about them and their bullshit they're just throwing it back on you because you're the one that brought that up in them, but it's not your fault. And so the best thing we can do in that situation is just come with compassion and remind ourselves that it's not about us, right? This is them going through their own shit. It has nothing to do with me um, and let them go through it, you know, and, and sometimes what will happen, and I've seen this personally with other women I've worked with, is if you uh, just keep doing your thing, right, and just stay your path. Um, those people eventually will come to you asking you questions or like, ooh, like, how do you do this? Or how do you do that? Like, especially if when you start to see results. And it can be hard because if you're in a woman that has yo-yo died a lot or you've been off and on and off track a lot, the other people around you can sometimes not take you seriously when you decide, oh, I'm like, this is it. I'm going to get back on track, right? And so they're like, oh, yeah, whatever, like you've done this so many times. And so then they won't might not be so supportive. And that's okay. And just understanding like you kind of that's just part of what happens when you say you're going to do something, you don't do it. But it doesn't mean that you can't do it this time. It doesn't mean you can't show up. And we kind of feel like that about ourselves sometimes too, right? If you say you're going to do something, you don't do it. It's like you're letting yourself down. And so you kind of start to not get confidence in yourself. That's where you start to lack self-confidence is by not doing the things that you said you were going to do. And so it takes doing those things to gain your confidence back. And that's a whole nother topic for another day. But on a, on a quick note, a lot of women think that they're going to be confident when they look a certain way. And it, it really, the confidence comes 
be from the action that it took to get to look that way because it means that you showed up for yourself. It's that confidence comes in saying you're going to do something and you did it and you did it for you. And that's where the confidence comes in. Not not like a number on the scale, not a, number, a gene size or whatever, because we all know that woman that's like beautiful and she just has a great body naturally and she's just not happy with herself. So that proves right then and there, like looking a certain way necessarily is not the path to true um, confidence. It's really how do we show up, right? How are we showing up for ourselves? And sometimes the people around us, you know, it's not always something they deal with very easily. And then also on top of that, sometimes not just the people around us, but even society in general, right? Like people are like, what is a woman supposed to look like? <laughs> people have tons of opinions on what a woman's supposed to look like. So who gives a shit what they think? Do what you think a woman should look like. What do you want to look like? How do you want to show up? And I want to share with you this story because this is um, something that really solidified this for myself. And I always think about this when I'm like, if somebody says something negative or I'm like, you know what? Like, I can't be everybody's cup of tea. I'm not going to please everybody because everybody has sees beauty in different ways. So that I think that's what makes the world beautiful too is that there is somebody for everybody, right? There's something for everybody. Somebody like there's always something to be into because um, uh, beauty really is in the eye of the beholder. So when I first started going to the gym after my daughter was born and it was like the first year of me working on, I, you know, your first year, like new beginnings, right? It's awesome. Um, and so I was putting on some also. And so one day I went in and I always would go at the same time. You know how when you go to the gym at the same time, you start to see people, you get to know people, people get more like open to talk to you because they see you more. Well, anyways, I'm in the squat rack. I'm doing heavy squats. I just started my workout and I just re-racked. And as I did that, this this older guy, probably like in his late 40s. No, he is more like in his early 50s that went to the gym at the same time I did. He walks by and he's like, hey, you probably should lay off the heavy weights. You're starting to get you're starting to get bulky. You're starting to get big. I was like, oh, OK, well, OK, thanks. But I mean, that's kind of what I'm wanting. Like, I want to get strong. I want to gain muscle. And he's like, all right, like, you know, whatever and walks off. And I was like, nah, whatever, old man, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> I just kind of brushed it off. And then not even like 30 minutes later, I'm like doing I think I was like finishing up back or something. And this other guy who is like my age, like, you know, at the time I was like later 20s. Um, he walks, he walks in, he's like, dang, you're looking good. Like you're gaining some muscle, like you look good. And I'm like, yeah, thanks. You know? And then I'm just laughing in my head. Like I've gotten two completely different compliments within 30 minutes of my body <laughs> from two different men. So it, it just goes to show and prove like at that point, I really realized like, okay, yeah, I'm doing this for me because who gives a shit what anybody else thinks because I'm not going to please everybody else and everybody's going to always have their opinions and that's okay. They, they're they entitled to have their opinions and they can say whatever they want, but you're the one that is, it's up to you if you just 
decide if you want to receive those opinions or not and how you're going to receive it. That is on you. That's your responsibility. The stories you tell yourself when other people tell you things, that's your responsibility. That's on you. And so I made a choice then and there that I wasn't going to do things to please other people when it came to my physique. And the same thing even, you know, that I think that in that point in time, having that mentality really helped me whenever I did come through with my breast and when I started getting breast implant illness and it was like, okay, these things are making me sick. I need to get them out and realizing in my head, like, wow, like I don't, I really don't have boobs, guys. (laughs) You know, going back to that, going from a full C to like a double A, like I can't even actually feel a double A cup completely. It was, um, you know, was it, it wasn't like, it wasn't really that hard for me because I put my health first and then body image, I was like, whatever, like this is going to make me healthier. And if, you know, if nobody, if people don't like it, whatever, like screw them. Like, I don't care. Even my husband, like I was like, you know, I, I was hoping <laughs> like if we, for me, my husband's more of a butt guy. But even then, like if he would have made a big deal about it, I'd be like, dude, I'm sorry. Like, this is my body. This is my health. Like I got to do what's right for me and you have to respect respect that and um or not you know whatever you have your own opinion but I hope you respect that and it was a really easy transition and I really thought you know because that's the whole thing is women having boobs you know and most women do have uh, breast implants now I, I think like we're starting to see the trend the other way where it's like more natural but it's really hard being a woman that is fit, that has muscle, um, and has a bigger, more curvier bottom and not, you know, I don't have boobs to bounce me out. Like, you know, and that's okay. And I'm okay with that. And I thought I was going to struggle. And I pro- I thought like, oh, am I going to want to like buy like padded bras? And so I'm like, nope, I, you see me at the gym and I'm flat. Like, you know, I wear my sports bra and I don't put anything in it. Like it's, it's what it is, what it is. Um, and so, you know, learning that it's, and I'm pretty sure there's people that look at me like, dang, that chick's flat, <laughs> right? Like, but then they look at Mars like, oh, she's fit. And that's what I like. And, and I always take that as a compliment at the gym whenever like somebody, it is funny how men will compliment that too. Like when it comes to a woman that has muscle, they'll just be like, you know, uh, man, you're starting to look, you're starting to look like really jacked or muscle or whatever. And they're like, but like in a good way. And I'm like, oh no, no, like I totally take that as a compliment. <laughs> like, please tell me that. Please tell me I look big because that's always my goal. And um, that is my goal. And I know, you know, it's this is another thing coming into terms. Like, I think this is a struggle with fitness. And I didn't put it on here is coming to terms with like, what is your genetic potential and what you could look like? Like, I'm five foot. I am small bone. Like, I'm never going to be like huge, even though that's what I would love. Like, I would love to be like, like that huge girl, like whenever you walk down the, the like to look like I really lift some heavy shit, you know. Um, but I'm not, I just don't have that genetic potential. Uh, I really feel like I am kind of already reaching my genetic potential. I hope not, because <laughs> I've been lifting consistently for about five, like going on six years now. Um, and, and so I'm just not naturally that big and you have to honor that too. Like what is your body capable? So I've learned to love, like, yes, I would like to be bigger, but I've tried, you know, I do love the way I am and like who I am. And that's something that is a struggle as well. Coming to terms with, you know, there might have been like when you first started this journey, you wanted to look a certain way, right? We all start like that, or I want to look like somebody. 
And for me, I'm like, oh, I'd love to look like Dana Lynn Bailey. Like, she just looks freaking awesome. <laughs> like, that would be my, that would be who I would idol, right? Like, my idol. Um, and so realizing that sometimes genetically, like, we're just not going to be capable of looking like somebody else. And that's fine because they're them and not we're us. We're like two different people, right? It's just like me, if I was like, like a, like a girl that's like into yoga, usually those women are like tall and lean and, um, you know, that would, that's never going to be me. Like, cause I'm just short and I'm built more like athletic and I'm not ever going to look like that. I, I don't think, <laughs> you know, if I wanted to like, there's no way I can make my limbs longer. Um, so it's really that's another thing I didn't put on here that has been a struggle. And sometimes it can be because especially with social media and all the things we see and then we start comparing ourselves and, you know, that kind of stuff's toxic. That's why you guys will see me not be on social media. And I don't follow a lot of people like that in fitness. I follow a lot of people actually that are more in self-development, um, those kinds of things and stuff. Like if I, I don't follow anybody that's triggering to me and it's going to make me second guess myself. Um, and so I, I, you know, that's, like I said, that's why I have to take breaks from social media. You will, you'll see me go like ghost <laughs> for like weeks sometimes. And I was like, I just, I gotta, I gotta mentally check out, especially after last year with COVID and all the politics and everything just so negative online. Um, it's good to take that break. And then the last thing I wanted to talk to you guys about is conflicting fitness goals. Cause this happens like, like I, I'm dealing with this right now. Um, my, I've always, when I first started the journey course, I was wanting to look a certain way. I want to look like a bodybuilder. I wanted, I, the whole aesthetics thing is what I was really focused on. And then about a year and a half ago, I decided that I was like, you know what? I want to see what my body's capable as far as like performance as like an athlete. And so that's when I started getting more into like the CrossFit style stuff, the Olympic lifting, the Metcons. Um, before that, I guys, I hardly ever did cardio. Like run, me run. Oh, no, <laughs> I might lose some muscle, right? Like I had that mentality. I was like that, you know, I might do some hit cardio here and there just to like maybe once or twice a week. But for the most time, most part, I didn't really do that much cardio is always so focused on gaining more muscle, gaining more muscle. And so, you know what? That's fun. I still like that. I do. I've always done like a whole thing of like strength and bodybuilding is kind of the way I worked out. Like I, I do do some like powerlifting kind of feel to things, but then I also do the, the bodybuilding. And that was what I did for a long time because I wanted to get, sh I not only wanted to look strong, I actually wanted to be strong. Um, so anyways, about a year and a half ago, I started doing more cardio because I was doing Metcons and I started Olympic lifting and doing more gymnastic stuff. And um, it's like I thought, OK, that's it. Like, that's the goal. Like now, like I'm switching over to not caring as much about what I look like. And it's how can I perform? Like how what can I do physically and how much can I push this body? Right. And that came my goal until... I started losing muscle. <laughs> this happened a few months ago and I was like, because I started doing body scans again, started doing my really getting on track with macros and things like that. And I was like, oh shit, like this cardio is actually like taking away from my muscle building. It sucked. Like, and I thought I tried, I was like, you know, I'll just eat more food and it'll counterbalance it. And that's what I thought I could get away with. But I just, my body type, I am not, I'm not, 
I, you know, before I started this journey, guys, like naturally I'm like 105, five foot. And so I'm like 125 pounds, five foot. Like I'm not a big person. Like, so it's funny when people like see my pictures and then they see me in real life and they're like, oh, you're tiny. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not that big. I look a lot bigger than pictures. So. Um, but it's, it's like, I started realizing how much I do care also about aesthetics still, because I want to look like I work out too. I don't want to just work. I mean, be able to physically do, I want to look like I work out too. Like I want to look jacked, but, um, you know what? Like I still care about the performance part of it too. So right now I'm struggling trying to find that balance. Um, I think I kind of, uh, last scan I did, I, I'm actually losing body fat too. Like I'm getting ready for summertime, right? So now I'm 20% body fat. My goal is to get about 18%. <laughs> see what it'll look like about 17, 18. Uh, and so I'm maintaining muscle. I gained some, I gained that muscle back cause I had to cut back on the cardio, right? Gain the muscle back. And then now I'm like, okay, now if I could just even maintain the muscle and then I can lose the body fat and then maybe go back to like trying to build more muscle. And so it's, it's, it's a constant battle for me because I love the Metcons. I love pushing myself to the point where I'm just like balls to the wall. Like that's just my personality. And so, um, especially when it comes to fitness. And so I just, I want to do that, but I, it's like, I have to gear back and like, like limit myself to doing that two to three times a week because I notice it does start to interfere with my muscle building. And so that's something too, guys, is as along on this journey and you're like, oh, that doesn't even sound like that bad of a, of a um, like problem to have, right? Like some of these things you're going to have at different stages in your journey. Um, but it is hard because like if you cannot be 100% in on one thing, you're like half-assing other things. And you just got to be okay with that if that's whatever. And so that's me going through that. And that's whatever the case is for you, you have to go through that. Like, for example, if you are somebody that just loved running and you wanted to be a marathon runner, but you wanted to look like a bodybuilder, I'm sorry, it's not going to work. <laughs> like, if you look at a marathon run runner, they have a completely different body type than a bodybuilder, right? Because the training is different and they actually will... Uh, uh, conflict those two training styles so yeah that can definitely be a struggle along this journey and that's okay though and that might even be I'm already coming to the idea that might that might be a phase too. remember or season remember I talked about seasons in life I'm thinking that maybe I might have to do that even with my fitness goals like maybe go through okay now I'm gonna really really focus on building muscle and that's all I'm gonna focus on okay now I'm gonna focus on maintaining the muscle getting better at my Olympic lifts um, maybe now I'm gonna like okay now just try to maintain my muscle and get better at Metcon, like, you know, it's, I don't know. It's just something I always feel like I'm a big experiment. I think that's kind of the note I wanted to leave this on too, is this whole journey is a trial and error and that's, and that's okay. Like you're going to have setbacks. I want to just, I want to drill that into you that setbacks are going to happen. It is just proof of you stepping out of your comfort zone and you trying things, but you're not going to know what works and you're not going to be able to up level if you never step out of your comfort zone. And, and so we need to start to change the story that we have with failure and setbacks. Yeah, it sucks when I go and do a body scan and I see that I lost muscle because I've had to work damn hard for the muscle I do have. And it sucks, but it, I have to look at it objectively. Like, okay, cool, you were experimenting, you were trying this. Obviously, it didn't work. What do we got to do next? So you need to kind of 
you know, take the emotion out of it sometimes and look at it from an objective point of view and look at it like data and make it like a game and fun. Ooh, what can I do now? Like, okay, this didn't work and I see this. Okay, now I'm going to try this and see how this works. Like this whole big fun experiment that never ends. Like that's just kind of how I see it. Um, And knowing that even if something's not going in the direction that you need, it doesn't necessarily, it doesn't mean you're a failure. It just means that, okay, this is what the data is telling me. What do I need to do differently? Like it's just telling you like, oh, hello, we got to do something different. We got to like turn this boat around. (laughs) You know, it doesn't mean like you're on the wrong boat (laughs) necessarily. Well, I don't know. We could kind of start going into that being a metaphor. I was like, well, it depends. You might be on the wrong boat. Um, So really kind of just coming into it with an open mind, coming into it, knowing that I'm going to tell you right now, this journey never ends. You're never going to get to a point. I thought I was. I thought I was going to get to a point where, ooh, I'm just going to always work on aesthetics and bodybuilding. That's all I'm going to care about. And then Olympic lifting fell into my life. And then I started doing Metcons. And I'm like, oh, this is kind of fun. This is something different. And then it just kind of like threw me upside down on my whole fitness. (laughs) So this is, it's going to happen. There's going to be changes. There's going to be setbacks. There's going to be struggles. It's okay. Roll with it. Keep going. And bottom line, don't care what everybody else thinks. Focus on what you want. And this is your life. This is your journey. You got to honor that. And not, not, nobody else is going to do this for you. You're going to do it for yourself. And I promise you that you show up for yourself. You're going to have that self-confidence and you're not going to care what everybody else thinks because you're going to feel so good about showing up for yourself but I'm gonna leave you with that but for now go out there and be the strong mom that you know you are and I will see you in the next episode bye for now guys Hey, wait, before you go, I have something awesome that I wanted to share with you. I just put together a Macro County mini course. And so if you are a mom who's ready to kickstart your Macro County lifestyle, but you're confused on where to start, then I made this just for you. I'm going to show you how to do your own custom macros using the same approach I use my clients, plus step-by-step videos on how to track your food using MyFitnessPal, how to accurately measure out your food, how to track alcohol, how to make fun foods like eating out or eating cookies with your kids, working with your macro. And it also includes an introduction to my macros for mom method, which is a laid by laid back step by step approach to macro counting that takes out all the overwhelm. And it shows you how to make macro counting fit into your mom life. All of this plus an amazing bonus, which is access to 30 plus of my own personal macro friendly dinner recipes that are all in my fitness pal database. So what it does, this does is actually makes it really easy to keep a food diary. And it also gets you to stop cooking yourself separate dinners and to start seeing results while eating with your family. All of this greatness for just a one-time payment of $47. And you can get all the details at www.mamasnewstrong.com forward slash kickstart. The link is also in the show notes. I'm really excited to offer this to you guys. So here's to helping you kickstart your macro cutting lifestyle in a way that works with your mom life and not another restricted diet that you have to work your mom life around.